We're taking Beyond the Barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with a cold can of blood orange psychopathy. something. Psychopathy. Is Edgar Allan Bro. <laughs> you know, though. <laughs> I should have used that one for the hey, Halloween one you know, with though. the crow. Yeah. And then, you know, but I don't know, the Baltimore Ravens and. Yeah, uh, that, those, those pieces of shit. Or sorry, we beat the crow, the Ravens. Yeah, bad. we beat yeah. them. Yeah. You know, we, as a Browns fan, we beat those guys. Just saying. Um, so speaking of Browns fans, so tell me about, you know, we'll, we'll say we're in the first quarter of the season yep. going into the second quarter. How do you feel about the Browns right now? Uh, we have double the wins in yeah. the, this year than we have the last, the last two, two years. years yeah. No, nah, uh, definitely on a, a, it just shows you how important the quarterback position is, how close we've been the last couple of years. We just didn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. and uh, having Baker come in and do a really good job. It's, it's been refreshing Usually, if we get down by like ten points, just we, hang it up. We know that the game's over because we have nobody that can put the ball in the end zone mm-hmm. um, unless um, Zeus comes down and starts playing quarterback, and then we might have a shot. But uh, no, it's been it's been a good. I've always, you know, Browns fan. You know, we're, we've always we've had some really bad years, and um, it's nice to see it upticking and get some national recognition and yeah. and beating the number one defense in the NFL yeah. and. And, you know, the old Browns, it's even better. (laughs) So, yeah, for those of you that aren't old enough to recall. Yeah. uh, 99. Yeah. We got our team back. Yeah. The Browns had a franchise. They were an AFL team, I think. What do you mean? From, no, going back way back. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's only, I don't know, 10 teams back then. Yeah. So then, you know, forward, fast forward to the NFL. And then they had some uh they were pretty good uh oh, late yeah. 80s uh, Bernie Kosar 90s yeah we, Kevin we, Mack. we were picked to go to the Super Bowl yeah the year that uh our model sold yeah yep so then the team was sold that was Bill Belichick as our coach yeah the team was sold and essentially became the Baltimore well, Ravens yep and they won a Super Bowl with three, three years yeah. four years later yep essentially with the, the Browns players. team yep um and Cleveland went we went four years. Four years without yeah. a team. Three years. Three, okay. Yep. Three years without a team. It was 96 to 99. Yeah. Then came back yep. as a, quote, expansion team. Right. But still was able to retain the name of the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And that's where the roller coaster ride started. Yeah. <laughs> was I mean, it Cade McNown, I think, was their, uh, their first quarterback? Tim Couch. Or Tim, oh, Tim Couch, okay. Yeah. Yep. Was their first quarterback picked. Yep. yep. And we've had about 23 since then. <laughs> It's been pretty bad. Yeah. And they've always gone out of their way to spend money early on in the draft on quarterbacks, but none of them have just really panned out. They've mm-hmm. had a couple flashes. Um, yeah. They had a couple 500 seasons, I think, right? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we went to the, went to the playoffs one yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, lost to the Steelers 2012. Um, and then we had a good season. Uh, so 2005. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah, went to the playoffs and then we had a couple of good seasons with uh, Derek Anderson, but mm-hmm. whatever, it's back on the up and up. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Well, and then kind going of, into a game being the favorite. Well, and but in recent history, they went two years without winning a game. One game, we won one game. Well, in two one years. game in two yep. years, it, which is if you're not a football fan, that's horrible. That's pretty horrible yep. to not win more than well to only win one game in a season. Is uh, our front office has been the well, let's compare it to CrossFit, right? So um, if you have a bad owner, okay, you can, you're only be, you can only be as successful as that owner is mm-hmm. going to be. Uh, we had some bad leadership and some bad uh, – we had a lot of turnover. Like no one could come in and set their set the so roster, get the draft, mm-hmm. have a coach that would last more than we, – we had a coach that lasts less than a season. You went through a couple of GMs too. Oh, right? hell yeah. We yeah. went through a lot of GMs. Yeah. And when you get new GMs, it's – all new the roster. changes. Yep, yeah. you get a new coach. It's all new roster. So everything you've it, it's just been a cluster for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Now we have continuity and uh, it's nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, again, uh, I'm a football fan. You know, Packers fan, but I'm not necessarily a Browns fan. But being a fan of football, it is nice to see 
for as long as they have struggled. Cause I remember that, uh, the drive with, uh, <laughs> with the John Elway Whatever, back in the day, yeah. you know, I remember the drive that, that the fumble the, f- yeah. the following year. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, I remember watching that game and just seeing how heart heartbreaking it was, yeah. you know, and I, I, didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of either team, but just to lose in that fashion and then just year after year after year, it's just been heartache after heartache. Yep. And then, then we got sold ownership changes being sold. Yep. And for all of the, Cleveland Brown fans to still be around after all of that. You know, I, I feel good for the Cleveland Brown. Fans. Imagine waking up tomorrow and your gym owner has sold the gym and they're moving locations. You yeah. don't have a gym. You yeah. have no gym. Literally mm-hmm. imagine that feeling. And that's for, what for, for three years, for three years. Yeah. And you know, that's what it was for us. It was, it's, and, um, you know, I, I think I attach myself to Cleveland's because it's the type of guy I am, mm. uh, you know, blue collar, like get get to the grind and and uh, carry your lunch to work and just do your damn get job. That, yeah, yeah, dude, you got to do your job, and I think that's that's why our fans are the way they are. Like they literally l- live and breathe uh, Browns going mm-hmm. to Super Bowl. You know, we've never every been. year. Yeah, we, yeah, honestly, like. Guys really want to see the Browns go to the Super Bowl before they die, mm-hmm. literally. And, uh, and and many have lived a lifetime and, and not seen yeah. that happen. And let me tell you, dude, they go to the Super Bowl, you, you'll you have never seen the, the It'll be the a sea craze. of brown. You, you <laughs> they have, will buy every ticket. You'll have no idea. Like <laughs> There will be riots upon riots when the Browns go to the Super Bowl, win or lose. Just saying. As always, thank you for the likes, shares, subscriptions, especially those of you on YouTube. Make sure you hit that bell so that way you know about all of our new content whenever it arrives. Uh, we're slowly getting that under control. Brody's doing a great job with the video stuff because I don't know about video. I just know about audio. But Well, I yeah. don't know anything about video either. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like um, uh, Inglorious Bastards. You ever see that movie? Yeah. You know? <laughs> What part are you going to talk Yeah, about? okay. In, okay. Says, oh, I speak the third Ita- best Italian. Italian. <laughs> okay. Brody well, does first best video. It doesn't mean you're good at it. It just means you can speak the best at it. Italian. Grazie. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, seriously, thank you. Uh, we I look at the analytics quite often, and I see that you guys are actually sharing the show with other people. Uh, some people are... Uh, finding it organically. And for those of you that just found the show on your own, we really do appreciate the the subscriptions. Uh, actually the topic we're going to talk about today, uh, bro and I were looking at it and I think he's a truly organic listener and he's, uh, he's, he's commented and then we're going to cover one of the topics that he asked about on the yeah. list yeah. that we posted on social media the other day, but taking a step back though, again, as always thanking Wally yeah. uh, from seven, five clothing for being our sponsor, making badass gear for your badass ventures. Buy those shirts, rock those shirts, yeah. take pictures of them when you're getting those uh, 30, 20 pound PRs. And if you're, and if you're 25, 25 pound PRs, yeah. Slipknot adds, make sure you 30. add some Slipknot on there. It's 30. So you're up to 55 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Hey, take your videos and send it to me. I want to see your celebration. Yeah, prove us wrong. Yeah. Prove us wrong. I've tested it. <laughs> yeah. Keep support Wally. The yeah. small businesses are huge. You know, we uh, we got our go out of our way uh, as a gym to support a small business first mm-hmm. and foremost. Um, hell, just like my old English um, koozie here, we got yeah. seven, seven five, five koozie. koozies. Yeah. He made them. These are bottles. These are beer koozies yeah. too, or bottle, bottle koozies. Yeah, yeah, which is legit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we support our local businesses that we that we can any time that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, your the money that goes to them goes much longer than what yeah. it does to a, 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 a large major corp- corporation. Yeah. Right. And you still get, you don't get handwritten notes, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I keep seeing those people that I know that are starting to yeah, purchase they keep posting them. and they post these like, it's a, it's a good thing, man. Yeah. They're genuine people. If only we could get sponsored by a small beer company or a small, uh, uh, butcher shop. <laughs> What's up? New Harris. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be sick, dude. Or a small coffee 30 shop. pounds of chicken a week. <laughs> That's what I need for, for two people. Right. <laughs> Tell them the story about when you went there to order and they were like, you need how much chicken? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, buying bulk, like I think go through about, uh, it's about 23 pounds. 
and some, sometimes 30 pounds, depending, of chicken per week. And uh, <laughs> for, for himself and Angie. So I, I go to order, and it's the first couple times in the meat market, and they're like, oh, what? <laughs> you know, everybody's in there buying, like, two chicken breasts, <laughs> like, and getting them wrapped up for dinner. I'm like, that's a snack. <laughs> like, two chicken breasts? Like, uh, but yeah, so I'll go in and I'll get like sometimes, uh, 20 pounds of burger or, you know, it's always a bulk. So it's pretty funny, but yeah. Cause you guys do the, uh, you guys will cook in bulk for the week. Yeah. Or I get 50 pounds of hamburger. Sometimes I get a good deal on that. Yeah. But no, yeah. Sponsorships are cool, man. We just need to keep adding them on. Like we're just going to really start looking at things we need. Like we need beer. Okay. We need yeah. food. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got the apparel cover. We got the yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Wally's got us cover on the apparel. Um, shoes, shoes would be cool. We need some shoes, and then we need some of this electronic stuff. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff. Yeah, let's get yeah, <laughs> get get some of that. So this week's episode, yeah, was on the list. On the list. This isn't the original list because we still haven't even touched a lot of the stuff on that original list. This is an updated list, Mo. We've grown as podcasters. <laughs> you were already on a high level. I was on that like borderline amateur like uh i was just a getting I was just cut a co- yeah i was a co-host on another show <laughs> and um you know since then i think we're pretty in tune with our people we've heard a lot of stuff mm-hmm. uh coming from them uh but this honestly uh this list i told mo he was on his his three-week work trip uh whatever the hell it was vacation london texas where are we at in the east coast charlotte oh, charlotte yeah Ooh, did i tell you t- that, that i met uh Christian McCaffrey? Yep, you yeah. did. Yeah, really nice guy. Whatever. Cool. See, this is Mo does this stuff. <laughs> he says, Oh, bro, I'm gone for three weeks. Like, I'm retired. And he's he's on his fictitious work trip, having fun, meeting these athletes, drinking beer, eating awesome food. That's not work, bro. I, but that breakfast in London, that was legit. Hey. Oh my God, that was amazing. But it's well deserved. You know, you serve a country for a big part of your life and you get a. You, you get rewarded with work trips. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm serious though. That, that stuff is, that's appreciated because, um, I think it's as tough as it could have been at some points in your life as mm-hmm. a, being in the military. And there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on with that, with your family, um, to be able to retire as young as you are and, and start enjoying, uh, life and not be on someone else's schedule, which yeah. is pretty cool. And you can grow your five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> takes me takes me two weeks to grow this, guys. <laughs> but no, it's it's really cool, man. I'm glad you get to go do that stuff. And you yeah, know, we were talking we were talking before we even started. It's been over three weeks since, since we, we recorded. recorded. I kind of forgot what Mo looked like. <laughs> like I really did. It, it, but for real, like before I loaded up to come to the gym, I had to like double check everything. <laughs> I was like, okay, do I have everything? Because I know lo- I know I loaned out some kit to some people. Let me make sure. Okay. And then when I got up here to set up, I was like, okay, microphones, microphone stands, microphone cables. Yeah. <laughs> so this list kind of, I actually, this was, uh, I, I laid down to go to sleep and is about 3.15 in the morning. As as most things happen in your brain. It's crazy, you know? dude. Like, and I, I've been trying to go to bed early and stuff and, uh, you know, around about two. And I literally had one idea in my head and I wrote it down. And then that entire list that we posted literally came out. In about ten minutes, I don't know. The hell, I just vomited these new topics, I guess, and I think some of them were pretty cool. I didn't really didn't look at them until a couple of days later, and uh, I threw them out to you guys. And it seems like uh, people enjoyed what was possibly what we would be talking about. So one of the ones that we're going to talk about today that Tono Delgado from CrossFit Muzzle in El Paso, Texas, who is one of the organic listeners that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. He said he found us. He just was on Spotify and he Googled CrossFit podcast and we're the first one that popped up. So yeah, big props to you, brother. Yeah. Hey, props. Let's get his address. Let's send him a shirt. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm about to talk to the yeah, phone. Well, like he can hear me. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's up, man? No. Yeah. We'll send him a shirt. We'll make Mo pay for it though. <laughs> With my retirement check. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's going to be saying, hey, I'm an organic <laughs> listener. <laughs> Send me a shirt. <laughs> well, you've been listening to us for day one. Don't we, like, yeah, hold gonna, on, hold on, bro. You were the you were the second dude to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't be giving me this They're going to be changing their name. <laughs> they're going to make fight, fike accounts. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to like spell their name backwards. There you go. And like tell, tell us they're from like um, Austria. So the one question that Tono uh, fired back on on that list that we had is... 
referring to what does it take to start a gym? Yep. Right. So, and, and, yeah. and I was telling Mo what I want to I want to talk about is some of you were like, well, I really don't care. Well, I think that we're going to tie this in because uh, you're going to kind of see uh, whatever, what is done to make everything the way it is at your gym, um, the way it is. I think that sometimes you can, you don't think about it. You just show up, yeah. you know, your four walls. And you're like, I just want to do the gym. But there's an appreciation, I think, that you could, you you may have after this because if it's done the way I, you know, I've kind of laid out how we did it. Um, the, you, as an owner, you don't want to, you don't want, I don't want uh, someone to say, Hey, you know, you're so awesome. Way to go. We appreciate everything. I don't need that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I really don't. But, but when I get the random texts that say that mm-hmm. it means the world to me because I don't need it. I mean, everybody seems happy. Keep have a good pulse and mm-hmm. uh, on the gym. And, um, but when you hear it, it's nice. Absolutely. So, some, sometimes, you know, maybe you underappreciate what it does take mm-hmm. and maybe like your coaches do to you, they build you up. Maybe say something to your owner yeah. one day and, and, or some of your coaches and tell them how much you appreciate their sacrifice because yeah. it is a sacrifice on some aspects. And we're not saying that people are being ignorant to what it takes. It's just sometimes, no. a lot of times you don't know what's behind the curtain. And if you just, if you've come into a gym and it's been around for four years, you know, you weren't, you weren't there when they were vacuuming an inch of what soot, soot yeah. off, you know, off the, off the, off the deck up here, or when they had to convert a garage, you know, into, you know, what you see in front of you with yeah. the walls painted and the ropes hanging from the ceiling yeah, and you know, your gold boards, all that good stuff, your cubby holes, your lockers. So yeah, even if uh, owning a gym isn't in your sight path or your flight path, it just some of the things we'll talk about today, maybe if nothing else, will give you an appreciation for what it is your owner's and your coaches have done for you yeah. to make the facility what it is today. And if they didn't do any of this, then you can talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was listening to, you know, the one more rep podcast and you didn't do anything on their <laughs> list. What's up? <laughs> like, what's up, bro? You're, or you can take pictures of it and you can tag them on social media. That's another way you can do it. I don't know. You know, whatever. So <laughs> here goes Mo to put out the fire. <laughs> no, nah, just let it burn. Um, so. I guess just starting off, like what makes you want to own a gym? And I think we've talked about it before, you know, here and there, a lot of gyms are started because someone thought they could do it better. Yeah. It's a big reason. Right. I've always said that anybody that starts a gym typically doesn't do it when everything's going right at their gym. Uh, There's a small percentage of people who just, they just want to own a gym. Mm-hmm. So they just leave their gym or they could, like in my situation, the direction of our old gym was toxic and chaotic and just ridiculous. And um, when you get exposed, I think this is something that's pretty unique. You get people to come into our gym from uh, travel and uh, like we're correcting them. We're giving them cues and they're like, why the hell have I've never been taught this in two mm-hmm. years? When you get exposed to other gyms that kind of take it to that next level, um, it opens your eyes that there's there's more to this. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me. You know, Nick up in Maine uh, really opened the eyes. Like, and you get back and you're like, gosh, our gym is just way behind the curve. Where's like, Nick at again for everybody uh, else that hasn't, heard, hasn't uh, heard of his story? He is up in Maine. Um, uh, it's around Bar Harbor. Ellsworth. He's in Ellsworth, Maine. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he has around 250 members or something and like that. And what's the name of his box? Uh, CrossFit Acadia. And this was the box that you went to, and that's where you realized that there was a whole nother level to coaching. C- to coaching you know. what a gym should run like. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying it had to run just like his, because ours don't run just like his. But uh, you get that experience, you come back, and you're like, oh, it's like all the winds out of your sails. And then you start seeing the stuff that's been really bothering you. It's just amplified. Like, mm-hmm. Talking, talking at the whiteboard, being raunchy, um, not not listening to you, thinking that they're better. I mean, it just goes down the list, and you're like, "This is the worst gym I've ever been to," and it used to be your favorite gym. And it's one of those situations where something my wife Melissa said when we lived in Texas. She said she never realized she hated the cold until she didn't have to live in the cold. 
True. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and all you bitches out there <laughs> that have been freaking asking for this fall weather here in Ohio, screw you, bro. Like this came on like, oh, now you guys are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to shut the hell up. When it was 89 degrees, 95 degrees, you all were bitching about how hot it was. I'm telling you, bro, this is your fault. It came in hot, but it's cold as hell. And I don't like the cold. Ran over, Mo. I'm like, I can't believe those people. You wanted your PSLs? Uh, well, you can drink your PSLs. And they started selling them in August this what year. What the hell, man? This is, you guys screwed us. Yeah. Well, everybody that wanted to wear their scarves and their boots. But part of this piece where we're talking about visiting other gyms, you know, you can, if you want to hear more about that, you can reflect on back on episode 37, talking about why you should visit other gyms. And, you know, the whole thing, just to come back around, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yep, you don't. Um, you sure don't. And so starting a gym, first thing, typically I'd say for, for us, it was, um, it was a toxic, toxic atmosphere. Really just, just kind of, it makes you fall out of love with CrossFit in, in essence and something you love. And then you just get really, you get irritated and you get like, what the, like, I can do this better. Like mm -hmm. that wasn't my thought. Uh, my thought was, um, it can be done better. It can be done better, and I know I, I have the drive to do it, and I have the, the ability to do it. Um, once you realize that, and then, then you make it happen. So I guess you come to that point where you're just like, I'm going to make this commitment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy this gym. So maybe if you want to share your okay. So just for reference, if you're a new listener, I'm not an owner. I'm an athlete. Brody's an owner. He's owned his gym for four and on, a half years. Yeah, going on five years now. So that moment where you said, where you pulled the trigger, said, I'm going to do this. It was just a boiling point, man. It, it got so bad. Actually, we were just talking to a guy that listens to our uh, podcast. And one of the big things happened was, um, it was a turning point for me was our, there was a situation where uh, our owners didn't have our back as a trainer. And mm -hmm. that to me is, unless they're completely wrong when they come in and they just walk in and they bitch slap someone you can't do that mm -hmm. but as a as a staff um your owner should always have your back first and foremost unless it's something really bad and, unless you did something wrong yeah and um that was my final breaking point and uh i think that you put all you put so much time and effort into training at least i did and i put a lot of just 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 you fall in love with it right you mm -hmm. fall in love with it and you do that and you, I wouldn't get paid and, and I did everything I could to give them the best experiences ever. And then when it's time to get your back after everything you've done, they just, they don't. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's a kick in the nuts to so be honest. You, so you had this uh, breaking point where you're like, I know this can be done better and I want to do this better. Angie had wanted to open a gym six months prior, honestly. <laughs> honestly. I'm laughing because yeah. I've heard this story. Yeah, so she hilarious. wanted to open a gym six months prior. I was like, no, no, no. Um, things just kept getting worse. Uh, I finally, I was like, I was at work one day, just looked up, like, okay, can this happen mm -hmm. financially, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Can this happen? Um, found out, yeah, we can do it. It's going to take us two months to allocate the funds. Wanted to pay half cash, borrow half, mm -hmm. um, have very little debt when we start because we want to be a debt-free gym. As fast as possible. As fast yeah. as possible. And uh, now we've been debt-free for four years. You said since the day, the first month, right? Well, that, when we, we had to pay the credit card off. Okay. But yes, we made money our first month. Like we were in the, in the black, but mm -hmm. um, which is hard mm -hmm. we, with the overhead we initially start off with. Mm -hmm. But um, when it was able to do it, and presented that she didn't want to do it at that point because of change. We just talked After about you got it all together. She's like, I don't want to do it. Well, we just talked about, yeah, we just talked about this last episode, <laughs> right? You have, piece, you have the yeah. self doubt. Everything's well, it, cool. it's scary. You're, yeah. you're, you're starting a business. Yeah. And thing she never knew really what goes into that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I do. It's a lot of work, a lot of hard work. And then, so the next thing, you know, we can talk about is, you know, what's the next step. And I think that's letting your owners know that you're actually going to start a gym. Mm -hmm. Think, and, and that's a lot of times in my experience, I have not seen that happen, but I think that's the right, me, Mo, and this is my opinion. I think that's the right thing to do. And I thought it was too. Mm -hmm. And so before we even talked about taking the next step, 
uh, was I said, "Will not I will not proceed with this until we tell them." Mm-hmm. Drive over there, tell them, and I'll be damned. It just made me. It just made me want to do it even more. He just he just shit on my parade. You tried you to talk you out. You of don't want to do it. It's a lot of work. It's tough. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> oh, this is easy. Oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be so easy. Thanks. Zero support. And I wanted to keep this quiet. I wanted to keep it quiet because I didn't want anybody leaving their gym to come to ours. And uh, I was trying to, I didn't want anybody to know until the week that we were leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll be damned if that night he didn't start telling people and I go in and the whole vibe, everybody's just, he was telling everybody we're leaving. We're trying to take all the members. This is the day after we talked to this dude, Mm -hmm. dude. I I hear all this. And now you want to talk about a fire. Well, I think on the flip side of that, that's self-doubt on the other end. Yeah. And um, so you do that and you try to do it right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was right and appropriate. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. Mm-hmm. And then it just shows you what type of person this was. And, you know, that's why they don't have a gym this day. I mean, they, they, they're done. Yeah, they're no longer a gym. So one of the pieces you talked about is the financial piece, which I think yeah. is pretty a substantial piece of this whole puzzle. Because it goes beyond the affiliation fee, which is up to $3,000 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more than... You know, buying some stall matting, which Aaron told us was his largest expense when yeah. he started his gym. We have probably ten grand in stall mats. Yeah, in here. I mean, I, I have horses, and I know how much stall mats cost. I only have like four. You have, I uh, hundreds, a hundred, hundred, a hundred yeah. stall mats. Yeah, over a hundred. Yeah, that's a lot of nickels. Yeah. So when we talk about the the budgeting piece, you know, obviously you want to spend smart money on things that you need. Yes, that's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, a lot of big issues I see is people start up a gym, they have no members, and they drop 50 Gs in equipment. And so they have enough equipment, enough barbells for 20 members in a class, and they have three. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Like, it's ignorant spending. They want, uh, they want, you know, Rogue is definitely top of the line. I've always been, you know, I'll spend a little bit extra to get the best mm-hmm. so I don't have to replace it. Investment. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but Mo hit it on the head. It's a need, not a want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we didn't have rowers when we started. We didn't have, we had two wall balls when we started. We didn't have our entire area matted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our pull up rig was only, was it four squat racks? Okay. Um, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have boxes for box jumps. We had kettlebells. Um, we had no dumbbells. You know, we had enough barbells for a 10-person class mm-hmm. um, for guys and girls. And then um, that was really about it, man. We didn't have, we didn't have any of the other stuff. You Nothing. didn't have like 10 GHDs and... No. You know, we <laughs> yeah. had, I think we started with 500 or 1,000 pounds of weight. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that... I wanted to spend as much as needed but still keep it under a threshold. And I think we spent 13 grand as a startup Mm -hmm. and that was for equipment, affiliate fee, first month's rent and deposit. That Mm -hmm. was it. That that was 13 G insurance probably in there somewhere too. Insurance is cheap though. It's not, it is. Yeah. It's not like you think. So, uh, insurance is cheap and, um, you know, website merchant, whatever, but 13 G's did it and, um, paid half cash, borrowed half. Mm -hmm. And then paid that off in uh, less than the first six months or so. How hard was it to find a place? Hard. It was very hard. We're actually, the location we're at now was the actual last location in Vandalia that if if this did not go through for zoning, uh, we were moving to Inglewood. So talk about zoning a little bit. Uh, Yeah. You think that you go to a warehouse anywhere out, anywhere, if it's an empty building. An industrial area. I'll give you an example. (laughs) One building we actually really wanted was at the airport, on the outside of the airport. It was right on the side, the main strip, right by UPS. Mm -hmm. How many people travel? How many people drive by that place? Yeah. So we thought that was huge. Go in, it's a warehouse, sort of like ours, uh, different L. It was L-shaped, but different. Had a great area for a lobby, great kids area. Didn't have a loft like ours, which I'm glad we have this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was holding boxes. That was it. Just cardboard boxes in there that were flat sh- to ship out. We weren't zoned to be in that building. It's just so when you say zoning, exactly what is you that? have to fall in under a certain threshold of like what could, uh, what type uh, of business uh, can uh, operate? Yeah, in Yeah, okay. like a fitness facility could not operate in 
that a gymnastic yeah industrial gymna- area or something yeah okay so we came to a township township approved and then um that was it i mean if not then we wouldn't be here we'd be in inglewood and if you try to reflect that on that for a second as an owner think about the people you would have never met because mm-hmm, inglewood is probably if you take the 15, highway 15, probably about 15 minutes, minutes yeah. from here yeah that was it so um we talked about the name a little bit. Yeah. The, all the challenges associated with that in uh, episode 44, Why I Hate CrossFit. Yeah. And you said just because you come up with the name doesn't mean they're going to accept it. Well, so that's that's part of a challenge, coming up with the name. Because there's another affiliate. Uh, coming up with a name that's that they will accept, mm-hmm. right? And then did you have to trademark it or do any of that stuff? No. It's, no. no it's, okay. Once, once it's in the CrossFit affiliate, that no one can touch it. Uh, and as long as your affiliate is active, no one can have it. Okay. And then once you find the facility, you got a name, you got your affiliation fee. Was this place ready to go as soon as you walked in? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a fabrication shop, so mm-hmm. we didn't have heat, okay, because they were fabricating in here. It's hot as hell when yeah. you're doing fabrication. There's black soot all over. All the, the, all the, the floor was completely covered in this black soot. <laughs> Um, ungodly amount of work. We had two weeks, 10 days to get this up and running by time because we had a date we wanted to start, but we were just, you have, you have your affiliate, you have your name, you have everything in line, you got your insurance, you got, mm-hmm. you got your equipment, everything's ready to go, but you, you just, your, your building's behind because uh, it's, it's a process. It's yeah. not easy. It really isn't. There's work that needed to be done in this facility. Oh, yeah. We, so we repainted all the walls, uh, did the striping across the top. Uh, to this day, uh, the people that were with us at that point in time, when we were working, um, they would come in from work after work, right? I was there 17 hours and then people were coming in, working all day and then working all night from working all day to working all night in here. Uh, they're the, I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget those people. Mm -hmm. Um, those are your people that are there for you when you absolutely had to have them. And when you need to bury a body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need someone killed. Let me know. I got you, bro. And um, no, it's really that deep in the fact yeah. that. It's wh- a special kind of person that will give up that kind of time. And and you've showed me the pictures. And yeah. to have to do that with what little equipment you guys had to clean up with. because nuts. You, you just had a tiny shop vac. Yeah. And to clean up all this. And it's roughly this whole place is how many square feet? Just the workout floor is 4,000. Then our loft up here is around 700. Yeah square feet and one of our trainers and best friend Sonny um was up here on her hands and knees. On her hands and knees or the soot that was up here was very fine, yeah. but it's plywood floor and we couldn't paint over it because the paint was uh picking it up yeah. and it was ruining all the rollers. So it had to be and you couldn't hand sweep it wouldn't come up. Because it was so fine. Yeah. And it was like in the very top part of the plywood, she was up here, I'm not joking, seven hours on her hands and knees with a one inch shot back nozzle mm-hmm. doing 700 square feet on her hands and knees. That's the type of people that are in our corner and that yeah. we'll never forget. So some of the things I think people or some things that I think people do forget when it comes to opening up a business in CrossFit specifically is the marketing aspect. It's real easy to go put a sign out by the yeah. street. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're across. <laughs> you know, there's some idiots out there like, you open it and they will come. They're like the field of dreams. The field of dreams. It's like, yeah, it's a field of failure because that's not what's up, man. Yeah. And, I, and was, I didn't really learn <clears throat> about the necessity and the energy and effort behind marketing until we started doing this show. It's, uh, you know, marketing's evolved quite a bit since we first opened and it's only been four and a half years. Um, you know, it's not your typical you know, put flyers in everybody's doors and, um, uh, bill, get a billboard. Cause mm-hmm. that's 10 grand. Like it's not, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, that's if you build one or if you put it up, it's thousands of dollars. Um, ads and paper, everything that that's not cheap. Radio ads. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything is expensive. And when you're trying to do this uh, organically with, um, and, and do it right to where you're not overspending for X, you know, it's pretty tough. So you have to be creative. And so we created some uh, creative ways where we had a founding members program. Uh, first 25 people to sign up were considered our founding members. 
And with that, they got um, two free uh, seminars that we were put on. One was on mobility. And the other one was on Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to pay for that. We, we did those. Um, the, the T-shirts that we got initially, all there said founding member on the back, mm-hmm. um, which is critical. And also... Did you give him like uh, some nice beer mugs recently too? Uh, our very first members, yeah. yeah. Our first two, our very first two members that signed up, we every year we, they're still with us, and it's yeah. been four and a half years. You know, Ashley and Nate uh, Whiteman, and you know, every year we they're still with us, and I think it's we celebrate them for believing in us, signing yeah. up because it was completely out of their comfort zone, and now being with us and being critical parts of our community. But so we had our founding members, people we found want to be part of something that is limited. Um, yeah. as a founding member and be a part of something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it created a buzz. We, we got those 25 spots really easy. So we had 25 members before we even signed up mm. or before we opened our open doors. doors. Yep, which was critical for us because I that's, lost- That's I, revenue. I yeah. lost my job the week that we were opening. Yeah, you did right? tell me about so that piece. I lost like 70 grand income and that was a good like cushion, Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> if this doesn't kick off, yeah. right? Um, lost my job the week that we opened. Which me, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. Like yeah. I'm good. Back against the wall. I got you know one person. Yeah, let's go. I like that. Hell, I'll, I'll get this. There's nothing. Um, so we had 25 members. Which so. going back to the self doubt from the last episode, it would yeah. have been really easy for you to be like, oh my god, I just lost my job. I don't have well, a resource income. Do, yeah. blah, I can't blah, do this. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Hell no. Like I just. Sunny would have killed me because she spent <laughs> seven hours up here on her hands and knees. She wouldn't have let us back out of that. Okay, but, okay. You so know yeah, what I mean? you really didn't have a choice. Didn't have a choice. She would have freaking crushed me. She's basically a fem- female version, version of me. Of you, yeah. And just, if you think I'm, I get fired up. You should get see her get fired up. She <laughs> likes dogs more than humans. Yes, she does. And um, <laughs> so we had 25 members sign up before we opened the doors. And that was critical for us. And that was through our founding members program. Mm. Um, by the time you opened up your business, which was in oh, March, uh, 2000, uh, well, hell, what is this? Is 18, 2013. Probably a new area that came about as a marketing platform with social media. Yeah. Uh, social media is good. Uh, this was before all the Facebook ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was more of like creating, uh, sharing your page. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not the type of person and probably one of my downfalls, I guess, if you ask someone that areas of improvement, not, you know, I don't even think it's that. I think people just like to shit on you because <laughs> they think what they're doing is the, the best. I never think what I'm doing the best is the best. I'll share my information. Well, most of it. And, um, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. But, um, I, I think you can be, you can be like Hollister or as we talk, the buckle challenge, challenge. like you can, there's just too much. There's just too much. Like now you become annoying. Well, I'm not, I'm not like, I, maybe I'm annoying to people that are douchebags because I call them out on their stuff, but like, I don't want to be that like overbearing in your face. And we still aren't to this day. Like Mm -hmm. this is who we are. I'm not going to sit here like, Oh, number one, Jim and Dayton hashtag, like all this dumb shit. Mm -hmm. Like, we're proud of what we offer. And, uh, but people, but, but we are the number one CrossFit podcast. We are. Absolutely. Now. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that rich Froney, step your game up. You know, I'm just saying maybe if Matt Frazier puts one out, he might be now just kidding. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but we're, we're not that gym. And I think if, when we attack this, we don't want to be overbearing and like, get everybody in here. It's like, we want people to join, but I'm not going to, they're going to force it on people. I'm not going to force like, I'm like, I'm You're not going to go door to door. Knock no, down. please sign up. Like I'm not the desperate. I'm like, I want to put my product out there. This is what we're going to offer. This is the best thing that we can do. And we want you to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, I don't want to force nobody. Yeah. Like, I'm not guilt you in. Cause you're, you know what? You're going to leave in two months when you realize you yeah. didn't want to do it anyways. Yeah. Now, you wasted our time operations i think again something people don't think about uh past the initial phases like you're saying you know your your software for athlete tracking your uh merchant setup software website yep um social media uh determining your hours of operation training your staff you know how you're going to compensate your staff and um how many classes you're going to have a day i don't know that that's in the initial 
thought process when you're saying I'm going to open up a gym? It was mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, this is, this is how I operate though. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I think of everything good and bad. I put it through my head a thousand times and then I make the most educated decision I can. This was definitely in my, this is, I, everything I've written down for Mo is literally everything. And you yeah, guys got to understand your, your every, mental checklist, everything yeah. we've talked about so far and what is coming up. We haven't even opened yet. This is all stuff that you got to do before you open the gym. Like, yeah, you can't you, open not, up a gym and then you, figure no, this you, stuff out. No, you can because I've seen it happen. And those gyms, they're just like, oh, 3000 bucks. Uh, their parents give them some money. They go in and they blow it. And then now they're, they're, they don't know what to do because they didn't have this. They're trying to learn on the go, and you can't do that in certain aspects. Which we saw a lot of gyms do. Yeah, because they closed that, down. During that right. swole area yeah. when, when, when the Reebok yeah. uh, backing came about. And yeah. We saw a lot of gyms open up and then we saw a lot of gyms close. Absolutely. You know, all that stuff, you know, website. I think I was paying uh, 40 bucks a month for our website. You know, we just two years ago, uh, a little less than two years ago, we bought our new site and, you know, that's, uh, it was five grand for mm-hmm. our website. Couldn't afford that when we opened, you yeah. know what I mean? So we did what we had to do. It wasn't the best graphically, but it was athlete tracking and website for 40 bucks. Hell, it worked great for what what we needed. What at we the needed. time, at the yeah. time, yeah, it was like five grand on that. Like, I can't afford that right off the rip. Yeah, yeah. So people that maybe they would spend that, that's cool. It, but you know, we gained. But that's going back to that need. Yeah. You know, it, did you need that no. from day one? Because you know, we still got members and we still grew and we still had people come in. It, did it look? It it looked it looked look ah, it looked like shit really and um but it was it did the job it didn't look horrible. no it didn't look horrible. i saw i mean i saw the yeah. old website it didn't but look horrible no, no now the new one though it's very vibrant very different yeah very different definitely more modern you definitely you can tell that if you put them side by side you can say which one costs more oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely right? you can tell the difference yeah, yeah so but you know i think the marketing and then the operation side you guys set up your merchant uh some idiots still collect cash and let people pay them month to month. Like it just makes no sense to me. It's mind blowing that you don't set up an auto withdrawal mm-hmm. through your business. Then you got to go chase down people. I don't want to deal with the money. I want to go on my account and I want to be able to, to pay my bills with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go up to Sally who's two weeks late on her um, membership payment. Membership. Who's yeah. been ditching still me. Comes it class, still comes right? every time I go to talk to her, she dips out. Mm-hmm. She's two weeks late. I try to collect that. She pays me on the third week. She owes me in one more week. She owes me another and she yeah. ain't got it. Like I ain't dealing with that. Like this is your commitment. There's right? so many other things that you need to worry about as a gym and as a business owner. The last thing you need to be concerned about is chasing down someone for money that they owe you. If I learn one thing, it is like you just said, you create less things for you to worry about so you can focus on the things that are important mm-hmm. to running the gym, you know, uh, training, you know, your train your athletes, uh, your atmosphere, which kind of gets shot, shot down a lot of people. Like I said, the new trend is like, they don't care about atmosphere and, and community. It's like care more about your training staff. Like I don't get it. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's just something I differ on, but yeah. So all this stuff goes into the operational side athlete tracking is huge. I think that was very important, Mm -hmm. especially if you want, if you want good interaction and you want your athletes to kind of grab hold of what your direction is, that's a big important part process. Uh, Wattify to me, uh, it was an option then. I just, I'm glad I never got into it because. I mean, but you rewind four years ago and there were very limited options. It was like uh, mind and body. Yeah. Wattify. Yeah. And I honestly can't name anybody older than that, really. Yeah, and Wattify is just it's it's about to fail, in my opinion. People are having people are a lot of people are switching out of that finally, mm-hmm. but it just creates this toxic. Like people care more about beating the next person. Oh, so with the leaderboard, the stuff. leaderboard yeah. stuff like that's stupid. So going back to the operations piece, uh, I think something that is very important when it comes to the business aspect is identifying your membership rates tough, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you need to charge a certain amount to make sure you keep the lights on. You need to be able to take care of your operational costs. You need to be able to buy more, you know, sustain your equipment. Also, you know, generally pay yourself some sort of wage. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you have to do research obviously, and you, and you have to find that right price point for what it is that you have 
as a facility while being able to attract members at a good price point because it is at its core business. We are, yeah. although a little bit different, but you can't undercharge right. for what you deliver and you can't overcharge. So there's like, there's that fine line. The hardest thing was how do you put a price on something that is your passion? Yeah. We've talked about that with you, your mm-hmm. DJ. Yeah. And how can it, setting a price, yeah, I could go too high and not get enough. Some people have the philosophy, I'll, 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 I'll have less members, but I'll make more per member and it rounds out. Mm-hmm. Our philosophy was um, we're at the point in time when CrossFit prices were just, they're skyrocketing mm-hmm. um, in this area, especially because larger cities were charging more. So they thought they could, um, but you have to know your area. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to make something that always frustrated me was um, CrossFit is expensive, but we wanted to make it affordable for the majority, yeah. not the minority. And that is, you know, we don't want you to feel like you have to make a another car payment yeah. or half your house payment again for fitness. Um, uh, we wanted people to be able to afford to come as uh, spouses, so we made it affordable. Our first rate was ninety nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, your secondary add on was fifty, so one forty nine a month. But four years ago, with what you had, you know, yeah, that, you know, that worked. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It started out definitely. We now we are increase our. Our single is 140, mm-hmm. and our secondary is uh, 75 on top of that. And, um, but we still incorporate the same, like, when you get, um, I knew what we were offering was the best in the area. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. I, I knew that what we, the over and beyond that we were doing, I just, I, I believed in it. But you have the self doubt, you yeah. know, do I charge, if I, if I overcharge, who's going to sign up? Yeah. And then are we going to gain membership? Cause we have to have this. I don't have a job. Yeah. And, um, so it's that, it's that, it's a tug of war. Like it's pretty tough. Where, where's the sweet spot? Where's the sweet spot? Yeah. So, so we've made, you can't pr- Google it. No, you can't. Yeah. You know, and we made price increases and you know, we're Which not, you should because you know, inflation, yeah, you know your your insurance goes up, your utilities go up, and our, our rent went up. Your every, rent goes yep. up. Yeah, yeah, we, our rent went up twelve, uh, twelve grand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a oh, twelve hundred a year, twelve grand would be horrible. Yeah, twelve hundred a year um, since we've opened, and uh, I would say, and those are things you have to project when you talk about those operational costs. Yeah, it's it's tough, and I say we probably we didn't have a price increase our first two years. Mm-hmm. It was our third year was our first, and the fourth year again. And, um, that was a mistake on mine. I didn't, um, but you were trying to do what you felt was right at the time. I say I was way behind on the business side of this at that point in my career of mm-hmm. owning a gym, uh, my training and, and, and all that stuff. Hell, I'd already been to CrossFit games with an athlete at this point. Mm-hmm. And so our programming and training and, and things like that got that on lock or, or, or trainers got that on lock, like philosophy, all that's on lock. The business side, I was kind of behind, and that's why we had to do the price increase because we were taking off our bottom line. You can't do that. And yeah. so when these prices were coming up, we were taking away from ourselves, ourselves yeah. instead of offsetting it with your entire membership. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in all honesty, I feel like we could charge $200 a month. And, and your members would be okay with it. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just saying for what we offer and what we do and the quality that you get, there's no question in my my mind that we are we could charge that, and will we get less members? Most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, do I do I ever want that? No, I don't. I don't ever want that. We're gonna we're gonna. Um, you know, uh, Evan, one of our trainers, he gave me a sign. It says, "I'll charge." I'll charge enough to make an honest living, mm-hmm. and that sign is just will always be uh, it, it, near to my heart. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not going to nickel and dime you. You guys already know that. I mm-hmm. don't do that crap. Um, but at the same time, it is a business. You're not driving a Ferrari either. I, I am driving a Challenger. But <laughs> I bought that when I had money. I bought it when I had money. And um, But yeah, it's, it's but, tough. But no matter what the cost is, I'll always argue that a CrossFit membership is cheaper than diabetes medication. You know, your life, like my, my, my life is worth $200 a month. Yeah. When I was younger and was reckless with my body and myself, I was, I, I had $200 bar tabs, you know, yeah. Friday and Saturday night. No, you're weekend. right. 
You know, you know, fitness always gets kicked to the side though. It's mm-hmm. like, ugh, that's way expensive. And I get that. Two hundred bucks a month is, it's, it's like, oh shoot, yeah, you know, whatever. And I, we'll continue. We'll continue to raise our prices. One thing we don't do, um, maybe other gyms, we have grandfather prices, but our grandfather prices, there's not a fifty dollar gap. They're within twenty bucks of what our normal price is. Mm-hmm. When our prices go up, excuse me everybody's prices go up mm-hmm. now are they paying less absolutely because our people who've been in with us four and a half years they definitely should pay a little bit less but no, they spent they've invested thousands of dollars thou- you know thousands of dollars but in the sweat equity screw the money yes mm-hmm. the sweat equity the 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 all the times they've pitched in to help me do something when they come in and they paint the walls when we had yeah know. when we had our work day we had 50 people out of our gym show up work here for about 14 hours mm-hmm. To accomplish yeah, to lay down the uh, laminate yeah, floors okay. downstairs. You know, yeah. That stuff right there, that that's worth every single penny to me, and um, that's something that uh, that day, that work day we just had, will be another day that I'll never forget. Be sure to tune in next week as we bring you part two of what does it take to open up a CrossFit gym. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Also, get yourself on our YouTube channel and make sure once you subscribe, you hit that bell so that way you're notified whenever new content is uploaded. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, 75 Clothing, making badass gear for your badass ventures. Until next week, I'm Mo, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More. Or shoot us an email at can I get one more at gmail.com. That goes back to the smart money thing. There's a difference between, you know, <coughs> need a break? Fuck. <clears throat> My vocal cords, my vocal cords aren't used to this podcasting. <laughs> it's been three weeks. But yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, the, which episode is that shit? 44. Yeah, it's 44. It just came out. Wasn't it? What was the name of it? I've, I've had two beers, so. <laughs> uh, what was, was it? Was it Why I Hate CrossFit? Is that when you talked about it? So, you talked a little bit about the challenges with naming and (coughs) let's wrap this up dude you're about to die fucking put me down Mo yeah